This is a podcast from Rover. Right, uh, what a bloody great honour it is to have on the show Sergeant Dean Hart from the Royal New Zealand Air Force. Welcome, mate. Dean. G'day, lads. How you going? Yeah, good, mate. We uh, we tried to do the video call thing with you before, but you were sitting in your, your Air Force suit, which is pretty Top Gun Maverick here. It's friggin' badass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess with this one, um, everyone may not know the story. So I will we'll just rewind the clock back to the very start of this journey and what's ended in this documentary. So um, for those that don't even know, the record that you broke 12 years ago, when did the idea to break the land speed record here in New Zealand come about? Oh, man, miles ago, I think. Um, I would even set the record in 96, back when I was still at high school, and I sort of watched it on TV, and he had a massive crash, and thought, "Man, one day I'd love to do that." And then um, minus the crash, yeah, another, <laughs> yeah, yeah, minus the crash. And then sort of fast forward, um, ten or fifteen years later, I'm, I'm in the Air Force and know a lot about it, jet engines and fast things, and um, managed to get hold of a cheap jet engine and and an old top fuel dragster, and started putting them together in my garage over about ten years, and um, then. When was it? March 2020. Um, asked the boss to use a runway and a Harkia and uh, sent it down the runway at <laughs> 470 k an hour, I think we got to, and oh, um, which gave us the, the New Zealand land speed record. Yeah, yes. Cool yes. You've done a fair bit of glossing over there. Um, the you, you got you got your hands on uh, a jet engine, which was from what sort of aeroplane, and how much did that cost you? Um, it's out of a Strike Master. One of the lads out of Ardmore had it out there, and um, out of hours, got it for about five thousand bucks. <laughs> Makes about roughly equivalent to about two and a half thousand horsepower of a sort of V eight dragster. Oh um, my gosh, yeah, cool. that is hectic! And then uh, the, the 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 top fuel dragster. Where did that come from? Uh, I picked that up in Australia. It was going back in the last recession. Things were going cheap on the internet, and sort of looked on eBay and found a cheap dragster chassis over there, and brought it back to New Zealand and promptly cut it in half I think at the time it was the most money I'd ever paid for a car and on day one I'd chopped the thing in half uh, with the angle grinder to rebuild the whole back of it around the jet engine and yeah it was cool fun sort of yeah, did, did everything did it did most of it myself in the back shed and got a lot of help from a lot of mates and um, yeah chipped away at it for a while and yeah it was cool fun and it's just the like the best um, number eight wire yarn. This like you did it on an absolute shoestring budget. You jump in and was just like even the idea, and it's normal for you because you've been in the air force for a long time. But even the idea of sticking a human directly in front of a jet engine, which is made to fire a jet across the sky, not a car across the ground, like is just like the most wild shit. And then you add in, add into the mix that you do it in your garage. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, can we just chat through some of the stats about how fast it is? Because I was reading these um, before we come on. They're incredible. Um, so, yeah, top speed is 300 mile an hour, which is about 480k an hour. Um, we went just under that, so I did 474k an hour. Was that um, all? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, it goes all right. Then um, over the... Over the mile, I think down. So to do a land speed record, you got to set an average speed over a mile. So I think that's up around three hundred and sixty something. That's ridiculous. Uh, I think one, a one-way average we did four hundred and four uh, kilometers an hour. That's average speed for a whole mile, which is like ten seconds at full blast. Oh yeah, my cool gosh! Um, it does. Um, the the cool stat I like is the meters per second. So uh, what is it? 
470 k an hour is 130 metres a second. So if you imagine a rugby field with the dead ball lines on either end, you're going from dead ball line to dead ball line in one second. Oh, mate. All done on an absolute shoestring budget as well. I mean, I was, I was, we're talking about how the fact that the emergency stop system is powered by a soda stream bottle. Run me through that. I've got a soda stream at home. I couldn't imagine well, anything. That was, that's one of the, it's one of the great inventions that I think because, um, like most dragsters, they'll have an air bottle on there that you've got to fill up with. Most people run like a dive tank in their trailer or something and have to fill yeah. it up off that and, and a bit of mucking around and, um, whereas we use the soda stream bottles because they're like nine bucks and you can refill them at the dairy. It's great. So wherever we're around New Zealand, you can just go to the dairy and do a swapper. Cool. Now, talk me through, uh, like, what, is it? Can you even do a safety plan for when it goes wrong? Like, are you, you hit a parachute. Oh yeah. The, um, where does a parachute come from? Because does that just burn behind it? Like, how does that even work if it goes pear shaped? Yeah, like basically you rely on a good roll cage and a good fire suit um, for a big crash. Um, but we did a lot of safety planning similar to how we do on aircraft systems and stuff like that. Um, on um, It's got like backup parachute systems and all kinds of um, redundancies built into the control system. So we, we spent a long time trying to build, basically I think we've built the safest dragster in the world. Um, which is kind of cool. Like that was that was the where I was pushing it. Like we can make this thing faster, but um, that's the easy bit. Like making it safe is really hard. So yeah. we went hard out on the safety stuff, and um, the risk management planning took me a whole year. Before, so we'd finished building the car, and then spent a year on risk management planning before we run it at 400k an hour. So wow. just to make sure we had it sort of everything ticked off, and um, yeah, yeah, it was a cool fun. Can can you chat to me? Uh, just quick, chat us through the run we actually broke the record. Like, what do you remember from that? Um, did it feel like all the other testing ones? Um, ha- I don't know. Just like, what was your head doing? Does your head just bobble around? You can't really see, and your eyeballs are wriggling. Like, <laughs> I'll probably um, I'll run you through two runs. So you got to do two runs in either direction, and both were very different. Um, the first run going down was a bit of an unknown because. We'd tested up to sort of 350k an hour before that day, but I knew we'd be pushing 450 on the on the land speed record run. So the first one's sort of an experiment and um, got down the track up to about 400k's an hour and the aerodynamic drag really changed on the car. Um, it started kicking around a bit and then next thing I know, my helmet's starting to lift up from the air. So oh. I was actually pointed towards the sky and I lost sight of all the timing gear and stuff. Couldn't see where I was going, basically, at, oh. at 450k an hour. Oh, my God. Um, had to, obviously, I had to shut the car off because I couldn't see where I was pointed. Um, shut the car off and I was heading straight for the timing gear. So I had to do a quick bit of rally driving around that. <laughs> um, so, I didn't, so I didn't crash. Um, it managed to pull it up all right. But um, we were a bit under the average record speed on that first run. Um, so coming back, it was like, right, we really need to stick this one and, and get it done on the next run um, to so, break the record. So, And, and so what are, you, what are you thinking at that point? So it's already gone a little bit pear-shaped and you've had to, you know, switch it off, you know, three calls away through your run or whatever. But now you're going back to the sheds, bit of a pep talk, go out there, go faster again, even though it was bloody crazy the first time. Yeah, well, yeah, and you don't even get time to sort of turn it around. So you've got to do the second run within an hour. Oh. Um, and between that, you're still packing shoots and refilling the car and all that stuff. So basically, um, my main concern was keeping my helmet down enough so that I could see where I was going. So 
the second run back, I actually drove one-handed with the other hand on my helmet, like pulling that down so I could see where I was going. Um, but absolutely nailed the second run. It just just went for it. Um, so that's when we hit the 474k an hour and uh, managed to stop. I think the if you imagine, so we're doing 130 metres a second or whatever, um, the cones go past my cockpit just as the parachute lever pops up and it's like an absolute perfect run, like you couldn't do it any better. Um, and, yeah, that got us over the line for the record. It was cool fun. So 474 kilometres, Dean, one hand on the steering wheel, one hand on your helmet. I mean, how, how badly does that How bad does that shake your hand? I mean, you must have a very in- incredibly steady hand to pull something like that off. That is mental. Uh, yeah, I guess I was pretty jacked up on adrenaline to um, to be doing it, and so you can concentrate quite well when you um, when your body's sort of really going for it like that. Um, yeah, it's cool fun. So now you've decided after all these years. I mean, let's be honest, uh, you don't really need to do something like that more than once. <laughs> no, you've, you've ticked that <laughs> off, mate. Done. You've you've had this beast. Which, by the way, did the beast have a name? Uh, no, not really. Um, it's got Air Force on the side just because it was all sort of me and the lads at work just working on it. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. Um, and now you've decided to sell the thing, just uh, hand the torch over to another mad dog. Yeah, I thought I went and did something silly and bought one of those Auckland houses and now I owe the bank like a billion dollars. So um, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll chuck it up for sale and uh, see if I can get a bit of coin for it to pay back the bank or... Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's on trading at the moment. Um, yeah, go and check it out and stick a bit on. And, and, and there's also one other way that people can uh, get in behind uh, a mad dog like yourself. By the way, I'm about to put you in the mad dog club because you're 100% qualified. Absolutely. Um, but there's, awesome. a, there's, a, there's a documentary uh, that you guys shot for this as well, and you can rent that for a small amount. Yeah, yeah. If you go to um, Trash to Dash is the movie with a two in the middle of it, um, Trashedash.com, and that's got um, a link to our documentary, which covers like the whole build of the car and running the record and all that stuff. Yeah, it's been great making that too. Um, seeing our movies are made. Yeah, it's cool. All right, well, we'll just set up the keyword doco, so send that through to 3520. Bounce back a link to the doco. But um, Sergeant Dean Hart from the Royal New Zealand Air Force, uh, current land speed record holder here in New Zealand for a jet-propelled drag car. Um, you're 100% in our Mad Dog Club. Awesome, thanks, Les. That's, that's such an honour. And we've also, Chairs of Polished Diamonds, sussed out a bit of a deal, so there is going to be Mad Dog Club uh, rings as well, which will, I don't know, we're kind of trying to figure out, there's certain dogs you can't use because um, certain gangs have already taken them, so we're probably thinking <laughs> we're probably thinking something like a wolf or something because that's, a, you know, the original Mad Dog, but it'll have something badass on it. Awesome. That'll be cool to have. Mate, an, ama- an amazing chat. Like, what a wild, par- a wild part of your life. And, and you can absolutely get away with <laughs> absolutely wounding people with that chat every time you're at the pub because it's bloody good chat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always got to be good, good for a few jars at the local, man, surely. Oh, definitely, man, definitely, yep.